Welcome back to Movie Rewrite. Cole, back with you, doing a solo cast again. Even though we're doing these like once a month, Jake and I are having a rough time trying to get our lives to match up to do this. It doesn't help that we are thousands of miles away and uh, lead very different lives, but we're trying to get there again. Today, we're going to talk about Mr. Harrigan's phone. Did I say that right? Do I care to say that right? Yes, Mr. Harrigan's phone. Oh, only on Netflix, October 5th of 2022. This is directed by John Lee Hancock, written by the same guy, based on a Stephen King story by the same name, starring Donald Southern, Jaden Martell, Joe Tippett, Kirby Howell-Baptiste. I just... Sometimes you just gotta not do a movie. So our director here, he has known for, all the way back in 1991, Hard Time Romance, A Perfect World, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil, My Dog, Skip, The Rookie, The Alamo, The Blind Side. Could he have any more movies with The in it? Oh, here we go. Snow White and the Huntsman, Saving Mr. Banks, The Founder, The Highwaymen, The Little Things, and Mr. Harrigan's Phone. You know, The Highwaymen is a Netflix original, and that movie is fairly enjoyable. Uh, I I would say watch that one. The rest of his stuff, I don't know. I mean, it's up to you, I guess. However you want to live your life. So, Mr. Harrigan's phone. The only reason we were doing this again, Netflix, uh, it also has Stephen King attached to it, and my God, this guy. Can we just stop adapting his stuff because I don't know what it is gaining us anymore like I feel like that well has run dry a long time ago and here we are kind of with the same tropes that we've seen and not even just Stephen King stuff but in general but especially with it being remade and having two parts to it and then allegedly is going to be a tv show eventually if you've seen it there's a lot of the same tropes and Mr. Harrigan's phone and an it, and one of them would be like this really overly aggressive, abusive bully that should just be in jail already, if not put down. It's just, it's like super excessive. It's like cranked up, I don't know, super high, and you have these weird themes and predicaments that kids are in, and I'm just, I don't know if I'm over it as much as it just feels awkward and just so overplayed and... I just, I, eh, I don't care. I don't care for it anymore. And I saw that with this movie. Uh, another one, just that these kids in weird situations that are able to overcome. And I don't know, the argument could be made of like too much uh, friends with adults. But I mean, it happens. Nothing wrong with it. But again, kind of whatever. This movie also focuses a lot on literature and teenager in this movie befriends Mr. Harrigan because Mr. Harrigan would like someone to come read to him and he'll get paid for it. And he, uh, the kid read in church and Mr. Harrigan's like, let's do it. Uh, this kid's mom has been passed for some amount of time. And he's just, I think he's trying to be a mentor and give this ki- this kid a source of income and belonging. And I made a list. I'm not, I'm not sure if any of these books have anything to do with the story that we're being told. Craig is our main character in this movie. Uh, let's see here. They read, well, and we get bits and pieces of of some of these. Lady Chatterley's Lover, Don't Be in Sun, Heart of Darkness. They shoot horses, don't they? The Jungle is probably the only one I've read of 
of this list. Crime and Punishment, A Tale of Two Cities, because my God, A Tale of Two Cities is long. So I'm getting the impression that he is trying to expose Craig to the classics and different themes that have been written about to kind of help navigate his life and to have understanding of his internal thoughts and feelings, maybe. Uh, the movie does not paint any kind of picture of why these specific books. Uh, there's very little back and forth between the two of them to know what one's thinking about the other and how one feels about just it in general. So it kind of it kind of gets lost in translations. But this movie, that's how we're introduced to them. And maybe it's because it's it's throwing up a comparison to how books could dominate someone's life and now cell phones are a thing and Craig doesn't have a cell phone for a little while he finally gets one he loves it Mr. Harrigan is very old school not well liked uh I know there's rumors that he's kind of screwed people out of business things but he is big in the business he's rich he's titan of industry and Craig gets him a phone and he becomes enamored with it because he is checking stocks with the newspaper which is old news by the time he gets the paper and Craig shows him that he can do it on the phone like instantaneously and it kind of just snowballs into this thing like you see him retreat back into his phone more and so I guess where the horror quote-unquote comes into this is boy I don't know the, the horror part of this is is honestly kind of lost on me too uh, the plot synopsis is when Mr. Herring Harrigan dies, Craig, the teen who befriended and did odd jobs for him, puts his smartphone in his pocket before burial. When the lonely youth sends his dead friend a message, he is shocked to get a return text. Okay. You read this, and my first thought was like, okay, and watching the trailer, this has got some potential. Interesting idea. And we've talked about Cell, another Stephen King cell phone movie, and that movie... Everybody's entitled to their opinion. I, that movie sucked. Again, had some interesting ideas that I don't know were better flushed out in the book or not, but the movie didn't do it any favors. And I already have a hard time reading a Stephen King book. Uh, way back when the re-release of It was going to happen, I found the book for 10 cents at a used store. I bought it, and I go, I'm going to read it before the movie. The movie came out. It had it finished it. Okay, I'm going to finish it before the second movie. To this day, folks, I've never finished that because that book goes off into so many different tangents and and stuff. The only book I've ever read of King is The Shining. I liked that one. I don't... I have stopped every other book I've tried of his. I'll take that back. I think I finished... Oh, what's the Western one? Whatever that Western one was, I finished that. I... Not my jam. Nothing wrong with it. Just that sort of material is not my thing. So I did not continue any of that. Um, I've listened to a couple of his, I guess, downloaded some audiobooks because I could have that in the background at work. But for me, Stephen King is firmly in movie world for me. And even then, that's a hit or miss. Okay, so back to this alleged horror so we have this buildup, and again, this is another trope that Craig has, kind of with Stephen King, and in general to like move plot along is dead parent. And honestly, I'm not sure exactly how this plays into the to the movie and this horror aspect, but Craig eventually has to realize like 
His mom's never coming back. And I don't feel like that aspect is really done justice in this. Like, I'm, I, this kid's internal struggle is, well, it's a big question mark for me. Because this guy wants him to read to him. He reads to him and they be fr- become friends and this guy dies. So that's two people in this guy's, this kid's life that has died. And how he's dealing with that should be the focus. So I guess I'm confused of like why there's this weird element of this cell phone coming back. And he, and Craig asks this, you know, essentially texts the phone once it's buried. Like, I wish this bully would die. This bully dies. Coincidence. I don't know. And he gets this weird text. So you're like, okay, maybe he's not dead. Again, am I going to see a ghost? Is Satan got this phone? What's going on? Nothing. Basically, he just kind of moves on from everything and forgets about Mr. Harrington. Harrigan? God, I'm not going to get this name right at all. Mr. Harrigan. Again, this movie is just so slow. And I like a slow burn for a movie. I like a build-up to stuff. But this build-up just isn't there. It's it's an, almost another waste of your time. It tries to deal with themes of death and uh, friendship. I mean, it wastes a lot of time of Mr. Harrigan gives him lottery tickets as presents. Uh, eventually, he won some money. Uh, he wants to be a writer. He goes to college. Like it's 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 this kid's life with these this adult who passes and how he's handling it. And I guess I guess my real question is is why does this have to be a stranger? Why couldn't this be this kid's struggle knowing that he has a dying mother and not willing to let go? to have his mother pass and like he gives her the phone at burial like they've got this you know you don't want to like build a relationship off of like cell phone use and they're already you know parent and an offspring but have it to where there's some kind of relationship with them and the phones that they had a special connection with of like i i don't know figure it out yourself i guess there's got to be and then that's the and then that's the, the the horror is that he starts complaining to you know through text to his mom like man I'm having a rough time with this kid at school and blah 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 well then this kid ends up dying well now this kid's like got to refocus like is my mom killing people from the grave like to protect me is like what's going on here but I I guess I'm lost onto why it's got to be this stranger who becomes a friend who then passes like I feel like there's a better story of a son losing their mother or a father and then realizing like something's happening beyond the grave. And now he's got to deal with those emotions. He's got to deal with, am I, am I causing the death of these people is something, there's just some stuff going on where I, it just seems weird. It just seems weird. I guess I'll leave it at that. I don't, I don't know how else to describe it. It's, it is what it is. Uh, this movie clocks in at 106 minutes. Uh, it was released October 5th, 2022. Netflix uh, got the rights to uh, the short story from Stephen King. And they, they you know, apparently, for some reason, people think Stephen King is still a bankable property. And I don't understand why. 
uh, we find out eventually that after Mr. Harrigan dies, he's given like $800,000 in a trust that he can use whenever. It tries to be a sweet horror movie, but I'm just not... I'm not doing it. This is one of those the cast couldn't even save it. And speaking of it, you've got the kid from It. One of the kids from It didn't. you got Sutherland. Like This kid carries the movie pretty well, but I just think there's just nothing to do. It is a blank slate situation. There's not much going on. I I don't know. There's I think there's definitely something better here if if you really want to go for it. But I, they didn't. They just decided to kind of shortchange it and do whatever you introduce to all these characters, all of these friends that go nowhere. There's nothing spooky that really happens with them. It's just more, again, it's this kid's life and there's nothing wrong with it. It's just, there's gotta be just a little something more than this. So having giving my two cents on this, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and read some reviews that I thought were funny. This one's entitled, just let it die. It may not provide the rush of adrenaline that many people seek, from their horror movies, but Mr. Harrigan's phone is not smart nor elegant piece of creepiness. I don't even know why it falls under the horror category, honestly. The previous attempt to transform King's cell phone anxieties into a feature, Todd Williams' cell, there you go, felt contrived and desperate. But here the commentary is less effective and mostly earned after the whole movie. It really is easy to turn down something that solves all your problems when all it asks in return is the tiniest slivers of your soul every day for the rest of your life. Interesting they kind of mind that, you know, try to get a little meaning out of what this is. Uh, next one out of 10, Netflix has done it again. I knew I wouldn't enjoy it, yet I be- <laughs> I begrudgingly sat through the whole thing. Wow, I can, <sighs> yep, feel the same way. I even had to watch it at one half speed for the last 20 minutes. I have not done that. No, I take that back. I have, especially recently with some of the movies we watched. The story simply isn't reinforced. It's just a bunch of random deaths of people connected to this main character. Yep. No explanation as to what the letters in the text message mean or whether the deaths are truly caused by supernatural element. That is an excellent point. It is left so ambiguous you don't know, and as they keep trying to tell this kid, Craig, it's just random things from the tech. I, it just, yeah, you buried it. Who knows what's going on with this phone. Uh, it continues, the acting actually isn't half bad. I agree. But this movie only earns one star since there's nothing of horror for the viewer. No jump scare, suspense, or agony. You just see a confused high school teen with a pouty fe- face who keeps playing with his cell phone. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. It's just there. Uh, five out of tens. I am surprised of how lengthy a lot of these are. So I tried to find one that was a little short. But here it goes. Copy of an old Twilight Zone. Story was okay. Looks like King copied an old story from the Twilight Zone written by Richard Matheson. Titled, A Call from the Dead. This was a nice upgrade, but it is a copy. Donald Sutherland was great, and so was the boy. It was all made well, but not much really happens except advertising for an iPhone. Hmm. Okay. I'm not sure this film is doing itself any favors promoting itself as a horror. People going in expecting that genre of film are going to be let down, I suspect. That said, I'm not really sure what genre it would fit best in. Ah, uh, this one has it under mystery, also. I think this movie deserves 
not more than a score of five stars. Without the two famous actors, this movie wouldn't even be worth your time. Yes. I agree. Promoting this thing is a horror because it's got Stephen King's name on it and it's PG-13. So you're already keeping it fairly tame to a novella. So you've got a leg work, a lot of legwork and holes to fill in to make this a cohesive story that I want to watch on the screen. And it's the age-old question, should this have been a limited series or a longer movie? I don't know. Uh, we're going to the 10 out of 10, which is interesting on some of these. This one is called Not a Horror. IMDb calls this movie a horror film. It is not. I make this point as I know it would put some folks off immediately. I watched this movie aware that I wasn't one and enjoyed it immensely. The acting by the lead characters is excellent. The movie is not rushed and builds a relationship between them, especially between the boy and, of course, Mr. Harrigan, played so well as usual by Donald Sutherland. It's a long, long paragraph of a sentence. The film is set at when mobile phones are something new to normal daily life, and as the film's narrative points out, Mr. Harrigan correctly predicts the future. I think the prediction was that it will just consume everybody's lives. Like, you'll just depend on it for everything. Uh, this continues. I find it slightly predictable, but it didn't spoil this excellent movie. But it's still a 10 out of 10 of this person, so okay. This one is called, And the Moral of the Story Is. Mobile phones in the wrong hands can be a weapon. Trolling for starters. If Craig hadn't given Mr. Harrigan a mobile phone, then the two deaths wouldn't have happened. Donald Sutherland's character wasn't a nice man, and by giving him a mobile phone, he became addicted, even after death. I really thought this was a well-acted, thought-provoking film, and it really reflects on our lives today and how we are all addicted to our mobile phones. Maybe we should all do what Craig does at the end of the movie and throw our phones into the lake. Yeah, let's, let's litter. Would that make us a better or worse human race? You decide. 10 out of 10. I see where this review is coming from, and I, I agree with there are some definite things to toy with around here because in this movie, you... And again, I feel like this is a Stephen King thing. It goes with, you know, the old, but go back to the 80s, 90s when you had your different cliques of people. And in this movie, it has it too, but it's different cliques based on your cell phone brand, which was an interesting thing. I've I've been out of high school for so long and cell phones were new to even me. I, I have not witnessed that in real life. I don't know if that's just like a hyper reality that's made for this or what, uh, but sure. And once you start choosing your friends based on their phone, I mean, that seems weird. I mean, I guess that's a common interest, but what's the difference in people who play football hanging out together, cheerleaders hanging out together, or drama hanging out together? Pick your people People with shared interests stick together, I guess, but you also have to branch out from that. But, okay. Uh, yeah, again, that's what I'm saying. This is a really weird to make this alleged ghost that kills people a stranger who then becomes friends with Craig as opposed to the mother who's already dead. I, again, I think there's something better to play with of, of a story and some type of, type of moral. How, how do you treat people online? How do you treat people in general? How do you act with the cell phone? What's it good for? And have his parents actually like guiding through this. I don't, I don't know. I guess I come down on, like most things that we've watched recently, there's something here. I wish it was there. 
but I don't know for some reason they're like the, I don't know how this was the best draft they came up with. It just seems so whatever. And maybe again, maybe we can use the excuse the excuse of COVID. We ought to be six feet apart, and it's in this movie too. They are when Craig's reading, they are there's a vast space between them. So I don't know. Maybe maybe you're gonna call this movie as a COVID problem. Maybe not. I don't know. As for the this movie. I mean, if you're a Stephen King completist, I have watched uh, The Tall Grass, uh, and was it 1922? That was also based on Stephen King stuff. They were okay. I find them better and more enjoyable than this. I think we have to be realistic that Stephen King, if you're adapting his work, lives in an R-rated space. And the second you start putting that in the PG-13, you're losing some of those aspects of his work and you start losing creativity issues to make things scary or to just to make what's there. And so that's just my personal thoughts. And I guess welcome to my own personal thoughts of movies with Cole. We're no longer movie rewrite. We're just some dude spouting off about movies. Yeah. I think Mr. Harrigan's phone's a pass. It's not scary. It's a slow burn. Uh, if you're not into slow burn movies, definitely not it. If you think this is a horror movie, definitely not one. Uh, skip it. Skip it. Send Netflix a message and stop pumping out these weird movies that don't do anybody any good. And hopefully we'll see you next time with Jake. Or maybe it's just me. I don't know. Thanks for listening. Bye. century, I think our phones are how we are wedded to the world. If so, it's probably a bad marriage. There are a great many things I'm not sure of anymore. Reality itself, for a start. I do know one thing, however, and it's as solid as New England rock. When I die, it's my time to go. I want to be buried with empty pockets.